Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. And we don't do a ton of that, actually, on today's episode. I'm Robert Kane, by the way, and normally Rick and I do our best to connect theology to everyday life. But today is a unique episode in that I just turned 30 and apparently I forgot about this, but Rick did not. I did an episode when he turned 30 on just interviewing him, all about his 20s. So Rick wanted to return the favor. So today you're getting a lot of Rick asking me questions that I did not know he was going to ask about my 20s. So this is not normal, but hopefully it is enjoyable for you guys. So sit back, relax, hopefully you enjoy the stroll down my 20s memory lane. back at it we are back at it hey, yes th- thanks for the coffee i appreciate that you're welcome drive all the way to westerville not a drop of coffee there's coffee here if you would like some we can pause this right no, now and, and make um no we wouldn't do that we got we got a bit we got a full schedule ahead apparently we do we do this is an exciting <laughs> podcast for, for episode for several reasons one being we haven't actually recorded it in person gee in, i don't in know over a month yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, our last episode that released in July, right, was over t- Microsoft Teams mm-hmm. slash yeah. Zoom. Yeah, Microsoft Teams, and the one before that was with Pete. Was it? I believe. Really? I believe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I'm. I think the one in May. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. It's been a while. It's been a while, but it's good to be here. Yes. Back in your office. Oh yeah, that one was in May. Um. So, that so yeah, it's been know. a while. Here we are though, which yeah. is good. And listeners, we're sorry we didn't drop two yeah, in I July. Know. Um. But so, typically, we take the month of yeah. August off. And, and so we are trying to drop yeah. one in August to make up for the one yeah. that we didn't. Well, and to be fair, Rob, you were a little busy in July. I was a little busy. Rob yes. had a birthday. So <laughs> that was what, yeah, that really was it. That was it. Uh, no, our, our son, Ezra, Ezra yes. Timothy, Ezra came Timothy July came. 23rd. Yeah. And um, Congrats. everybody's healthy. Yeah. Praise God. And he's doing well. It's about three weeks now. Yeah. So How, How's it been? Adjusting it's been, to it's been good. He's been he's been wonderful good. in terms of he's sleeping well, he's eating well, mm-hmm. he isn't having like too many digestive issues, which yeah. is not fun for kids mm-hmm. if they're gassy and then they're just yeah. upset and they can't tell you why they're upset and get to rub their stomach a bunch and give uh, them some gas drops, all the fun stuff. Thankfully, we haven't had to deal with that yeah. that that much That's great. if at all with him, and he's not a big crier. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when he does cry, his yeah. his cries are not as piercing mm. as Finley or Lennon um, <laughs> now or when they were newborns. <laughs> so or. praise God for that. Um, Finley, Lennon, if you ever listen to this later on down the road, love you dearly. But your <laughs> cries were rough. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So your son, you have a son now. Yep. Which is exciting. How, how are the, the girls adjusting? Uh, Great. The daughters. Man, Finley... The issue that we have with Finley when it comes to this is that she just wants to kiss him too much. It's like, hey, you love him a lot. Yeah. And that is wonderful. That is really good big sister stuff. Um, just let him sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to you don't have to kiss him every thirty seconds. Right. So she loves him. She was saying the other day, she said, Dad, Ezra is so cute. <laughs> he is cuter than a baby bird. <laughs> He's cuter well than done, a baby Rob. bird. <laughs> kept, she kept saying cuter than a baby bird. <laughs> okay. 
I agree. Uh, does she see a lot of baby birds in, <laughs> the, in the Westerville area? That's a know. good question. So busy, busy July. So we had one episode. Listeners, thanks for hanging in there. We have a big episode today because in Apparently, July, I don't know. Well, we'll what, find out. We'll find out. Actually, yeah. it could be a Rich dad. holding all the cards. It here. all depends on Rob. Rob turned thirty. I did. Turned thirty. And for faithful, dedicated, long listeners, you will remember when I turned 30, Rob did a little sit down and he reviewed my 20s. We Dude, talked about our 20s. I remember that now, um, but even yeah. I didn't remember that. So when you yeah. mentioned something about wanting to do yeah. that, I was like, oh, cool. Yes. I didn't even so, remember that we'd done that with you. Um, so it's it's funny. I, I listened to that episode, which did you? I rarely listen to an episode because wow. I usually listen to all the things I wish I wouldn't have said. Yep. Um, I know all about that. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so it was it was fascinating to listen to that in the conversation, all those good things. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But Rob, I have a story for you. Okay, I love I love stories as long as they're good stories. Well, I don't know. Here's what happened. This happened uh, Sunday, right? This is the first Sunday, time ever. Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday. Proclamation Church is gathered. We are preparing to um, t- start the service. We're like f- uh, five minutes out from when we start our service, and we meet in this old armory building really cool building cool building it's been mostly redone yeah. it's it's sweet in a lot of ways um i'm getting ready to put my mic on you know and the fire alarm goes off no way fire alarm goes off it's, it's lights are going off like the the Ooh. noise and everything and i'm Dude. like oh my gosh this has never happened to us in three years never happened so oh, go downstairs it would okay first of all typical like i've i've seen this happen places where I work, different places. The fire alarm goes off. Nobody leaves the building. Yeah. Like, people don't move. They're just like, huh, all right, well, hopefully they get that shut off soon. Yeah, Um, So the fire alarm goes off. I go downstairs to the panel, and I get get the thing to shut down, which probably shouldn't have done that. You're supposed to wait for the fire department. And what had happened is someone was cooking for the meal and some smoke in the kitchen, and it just set off the alarm. Did it cause any sprinklers to go off? No, thankfully. Okay. That would have been a nightmare. I've heard those were like 800 a piece to replace. Well, yeah, and I think they go when they all, the one goes, they all go. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, I think it depends on the system. Okay, well, so so what happened, typically when those go off, those go off um, and I call the guy, like the property manager guy, he doesn't answer, call again, he doesn't answer. So the fire department rolls up, you yeah. know, like in the service, because we're, we started the service by now, because I got everything to shut down and... And it's like this little tension, just like distraction. People are kind of like walking around trying to figure things out, and we're trying to do the service. And, right. Um, so it, it was it for service was fine, everything was fine, um, but it's just one of those unique. Like you get ready to go, and then the fire alarm goes off, and you're like, "All right." So CPM, church planting moment. I know. I've never heard that term, but yeah. We like lovingly started saying it, and I, I should shouldn't say like started saying it as if it's something we say all the time. But we've said it a couple times at our church. Yeah. Like, well, that was a church planting moment. Yeah. So, so um, <clears throat> that was a fun, that was a fun one. Yeah, dude, yeah. that would be stressful. It was weird just because you're like, okay, can we get it off in time? Yeah. Do we, can we stay in the building? Um, a lot of times those will go off in the fire department. Well, they, they'll come and they'll sometimes they charge you for like a false or whatever. Yeah. That none of that happened, which was which was th- we're thankful for that. But nice. You know, it just causes commotion. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Man. Whew. Okay, so no, there was no fire. I want to run something else by you. This okay. is random. Run it past me. Um, and I, listener, I just want I just listeners, just want to give you a little <laughs> listener, listener. <laughs> you, I, I'm you, talking to you. <laughs> you one individual out there. 
<laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this, you know you're the, you're the listener I'm you talking are. to. Exactly. Um, this episode is not really going to have a whole lot to do with theology. Oh, boy. Or anything. It's just mostly like a banter session. Um, so feel free to um, <laughs> turn it off now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Rob, you're going you're gonna to appreciate this. Okay. I've been working on a theory in my head a little bit. I've been playing church softball with Chapel. Tip of the cap. F- filling in for three three games. Well, five games because it was like three nights or whatever. And um, I'm Hold on not, a second. Hold on. Before, hold yeah, on to that. Where, yeah. where do they have you playing? Uh, usually right center or left center. Okay. okay. So that's, Important position. Yeah. And that's where I typically would play back okay. in the day. Uh, so a little, little backstory. I used to play for Chapel Hill when I attended there. It's been 10 years. Yeah, you, you, had, a, you had a contract. Yeah, you could say that. You were on the roster. For the C team. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I hadn't played in 10 years. Okay. Um, you know, some some buddies. Kenny played with us. It nice. was just, we had a lot of good That's awesome. Alan, Riley, some good times. Um, but I realized, like, over playing these three nights, you know, three weeks or whatever, like... <clears throat> You just gotta know when when you're done. <laughs> and, and and here's here's the thing. It, it has to do with proficiency. Okay, so I was laying in bed. And I was explaining this to Candace, who is my wife. Um, <laughs> That's good clarification. <laughs> Thanks for that. Listen, we must just in case that listener doesn't know. That's right. Um, so there are like three kinds of people who who play like team sports. <laughs> Into like their thirties right. okay. and forties. Okay, there are there are the. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to where this is going. Okay, so there are those who are like well above average in their like high school athletic career, right? And they could they could not have picked up a, a baseball bat or dribbled a ball for five or ten years, and they would they'd be rusty, you know, be a little clunky, but they could get back at it for their age. They're not going back to being twenty again, right? But they'll pick it back up and kind of like second nature for yeah. them. There are those who were average or slightly above average athletes who never stopped playing sports. Hmm. And they just played. They kept playing. Right. So they kind of kept, they were sharp. Yep. They kept the, their their edge. And then there were those who were maybe average who stopped and didn't. And I put myself in this camp. Um they stopped playing, and then they went a long time without playing, and they tried to pick it up again. It didn't go well. It doesn't go well. Because you, you, you can't, like, this is the nature of these things. You're not practicing. Right. So you're not, like, oh, improving yeah. your skill. You're right. literally, like, your practices are when you're up to bat. Yep. You're not, like, all those things you're just not doing to improve yourself. You're just, yeah. you're showing up. And you're really resting on... Same with the other two categories. You're resting on how good you were 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Or yeah, whatever. for sure. So I think, th- and this is where it kind of splits out. In that third category, it's really hard to be proficient. When you were average, then you just didn't pick anything up for 10 years or wh- whatever. Right. To get back in it without with minimal effort. If you want to put a ton of time and effort in practice, you could probably get... Back a, up to average. Yep, to proficient and be good. Some people are fine being not proficient or barely t- proficient and doing that well into adulthood. I'm realizing I am not. I am not. So are I, you getting like really frustrated while well, you're playing? Well, I was yeah. with myself. Just stupid yeah. mistakes, <clears throat> stupid dumb things, which I knew better. Like I'm fine making a mistake if I don't know better. But if you may, if you know better, you make mistakes. That's, yeah. that's, that's dumb. Um, 
and I was thinking about this, like, okay, I don't want to put the time in. I don't have the, really the desire. I don't really want to, like, give myself to practicing whatever sport so that I can, like, really be, thrive at it again. And I don't want to look like an idiot either. So I just need to stop playing. Yep. Like, you just got to know. That's either, fair. Either you're going to look the fool and you'd be okay with that or just, just give it up. Right. And I think that's what I realized over these last three So games. are you officially retired from church softball? Well, I can't say that. Okay. I I'm mean, far be it from you. The season's over to now. To give up that kind of money. Um, well, yeah. Now, if another organization in the Middle East were to offer me millions, you yeah. know, I might think about it. In the LIV. Maybe. Softball league. Softball league. I, I might think about it. But <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, you know me when I was a kid, high school and stuff. I, I was never a, a much of an athlete as far as like competitively. I enjoyed playing. But now like I'm at a spot where I don't, I don't have all this free time. Right. If I'm going to give myself to something or do something away from my family... I want it to enjoy it more and it to kind of matter. Right. So interesting That's little fair. interesting little thought That's there. Fair. Like there's three categories of athletes. Rob, I definitely think you're in the first category. Well, that's that's very generous I, of you I to say. I think you're also in the second because you have been playing sport. You haven't stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so do you have another sport that you're thinking about picking up to replace church softball? Well, I will say I played a couple weeks ago some, some pickleball again. Dude, that and, is the sport. And I really enjoy it. I'm telling I you. I feel like I'm I, I'm I'm proficient at it. Yes. I feel like I can it's a it's one that you can by nature of the sport practicing and playing yeah. are the same thing. Yeah. Which some sports, you know, yep. are not. But anyway. That great. might that might be the great only answer. One. Pickleball is a you great You know what sport I'd love to get into is volleyball. Really? I loved playing volleyball when I was okay. younger. Volleyball's fun. It is fun. But you need like a team. Yeah. You need you need you need, you need a Full bench, both sides. You need at least four people. Yeah. Um, and you can do two on two. But even that's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can do three on one. <laughs> or three on one on the other side. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's mm. right. Flip around. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> usually those team sports like that. Yeah. Softball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I say softball because that's the only option unless you play in an adult baseball league. But I, I've never been attracted to adult baseball leagues. I yeah. found them to be like really sad, <laughs> and and I've had no desire to yeah, play in one. Yeah, and yeah. the the reason is because like I know, like if I if I get a hit mm-hmm. now, granted I just turned thirty, right? Yeah, so yeah. this whole time considering it has been yeah. in my twenties since I've been right. done playing now college baseball. Now it's a different yeah. And so era. I, was, I was like, man, if I if I get a hit, I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> Like I just, I, I got a double off of a thirty-eight-year-old yeah. who's like hasn't pitched since competitively since high school. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just play softball. Yeah. Like to where I know all yeah. of us are just dudes who are just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Whereas baseball, it feels like you're really trying. Yeah. Or like really hard. Yeah. Because guys are trying to throw the ball in there as hard as they can. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all that to say, that's been my two cents on yeah. adult baseball leagues. Yeah. That's good. It's it is a fascinating fascinating thing. This this is going to tie into talking about you. Like our youth is such a formative time, yeah. and, and you really are in some ways physically in your prime in your high late high school years, and then if you if you play competitive sports, whether it's organized or not, into your twenties, like you're really in your prime years as far as your physical ability, but really your 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 time, yeah, that and capacity to, yeah. to heal and to give to those things or to, to work out and to exercise all that stuff so what happens is you then get into your tw- late 20s and 30s and 40s where just life is just 
grinding away at you, and you're still trying to play and compete as if you're 19, you don't have a care in the world, you're just naturally like ripped. You, you know, it's like it's it's not the same thing. Right. So, Rob, here you are. This is this is. I mean, you know, you were a stud athlete in high school and college. Golly. You know, that was what ten years ago now. I mean, it's just been a rough ten years for you. You know, super rough, yeah. And you've really let yourself go. Uh huh. And um, thanks for that. Yeah, I just want. I guess this is more of an intervention <laughs> than that I think about it. Rob, now that you're thirty, we would love for you to see forty. <laughs> And, and the it's next not 10 years good. are like the previous 10 years. <laughs> no. But you you are you are 30. Happy birthday. Hey, Welcome thanks. to this, this new decade. Thanks. Um, so this is what I listened to our, the one you did with me. And I'm going to kind of okay, do the great, same thing. Great, great. Um, and what the format of that was, um, you just kind of went through early, mid, and late years. Okay. Talked about like what were some main things, what were some hard things. Sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. I'm, it was uh, great. Yeah. So. Must have been a really good episode. It was phenomenal. I think it was the most listened to episode we've ever done. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure this one will be right behind it. How do you feel at the gate? You're in your 30s. How do you feel? I feel no different. Okay, good. Um, good. So, yeah, I feel... We also have a joke among our friend group that Rob never ages. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He does age, but it's like you age A lot of that, though, is because well. I, I, can't, I can't grow facial hair, so I don't look any older. Well, I can't either, but I do not look like I did <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> you look more mature. I look heavier. <laughs> that counts. Your words. No, I know. I will say this, it's though. my weight. I will say this. Since, since high school. Um, so I've officially, now not currently, but the other day, for the first time ever, um, I... You I broke hit, 175. <laughs> no, I broke 200. Did you? Okay. Yeah, and, and for me, how, like... How, yeah, talk and about that, that. That's not because I'm like super into working out or anything like that or stay super active the lord's just been kind to give me a a relatively quick metabolism and i'm a tall relatively thin dude how tall are you six two i think i think yeah six one and a half i don't know and um yeah so the lord's just been kind of that but i remember being in high school and i remember going into baseball Mm -hmm. um Mm kind of like the spring training type stuff like spring workouts and feeling really good about myself because yeah. I had gained like close to ten pounds, and I was up to one seventy five, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I have not tried. So in college, I tried to gain weight. Okay, um, okay, and I still floated around like that one eighty mark, and I yeah. tried to eat like crazy. Um, but since being done with college with baseball, all that yeah, I have not tried to gain weight. Yeah, and I've gained twenty or so pounds. There you go. So I'm not super proud about that. You wear it well. I'm looking right at you. Well, that's, that's kind of you to say. <laughs> but that, uh, so in, I feel good, but I know that <laughs> physically speaking, um, yeah. there's much to be desired. And um, in terms of like energy, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a lot less of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to do now is just sit down and, and watch a movie or a show with Danielle um, and if I'm, if I'm not doing that, then I'm usually reading. So I'm yeah. not like, hey, I've what got do you guys free usually time. watch? You watch? Um, we'll watch random sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Andy Griffith. I actually haven't okay. watched Andy Griffith. Okay. I started to pick up Little Cheers. Home on the Prairie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, so so talk to me though. You let's t- let's go through your twenties. Let's okay. let's dive into this. Sweet. Unless you have something real specific. No, 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 no. I, I want to know. You know, you alluded to this. You're, you're playing ball and all these things. 
what are you doing when you when you hit twenty? I mean, this is this is July thirty first, um, nineteen. Let's do the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think when I was twenty. I think when I was twenty, um, I I was playing baseball, mm-hmm. and I think it was my last season. Okay, you're playing baseball at the Nats at this point. Yeah, right. Okay, um, so your last season of baseball, collegiate baseball, was when you turned twenty. When I was twenty. Yeah. And then when that was done, I, okay. I turned twenty one in July. Yeah. Okay. And then Danielle and I got married the following yeah. year. Yeah. Um I was still twenty one. Yeah, so let's back up. Maybe we're gonna go actually a little bit before your twenties, because this this is good context. Okay. When when do you and Danielle start dating? Um, when I'm eighteen. Eighteen. Young pup. And this is something I will say, um, as we're gonna talk through all of Rob's life here in the next couple hours. Um <laughs> No, but Rob's always been very mature. You've always been very mature for your age, which that that as a compliment works really well until you're about 25. Right. And then you can't really keep giving people that compliment. You're really mature for your age. Like, well, you're you're an adult, so. Fully functioning adult. So I can't say, well, you know, Rob, for 30, he's really mature. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I think you you are mature, but you should be mature. Um, But you were mature when you were young as well. And you had some things, which we'll get to in life, that helped grow you up quick. But, you know, Having a baby out of wedlock with your first Stop. wife and all this. Stop. <laughs> no, just no. So, Rob, <clears throat> I don't know. To be honest, I've known Rob since high school. We didn't go to high school together, but we were in church together. I don't I remember you. you before that. Yeah, I did. I don't remember you, like, seriously dating anyone. Like, I don't remember you being in a serious relationship. No. Until Danielle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had just, Rob lived in Cleveland, was going to college, playing ball, started dating Danielle when you were 18. Yep. Pick it up from there. So we date um, for about a year and a half and then get engaged and we had a very long engagement, year and nine yeah. months. Don't recommend that to anybody. Mm. Zero persons. Yes. Don't recommend long engagements. Don't do it. Um, and I could say a lot on, on that, all the reasons why you shouldn't have a long engagement aside from even the obvious ones. So the we get married um, when I'm 21 mm-hmm. and then move to Columbus. Yeah, and then from there, moved down to Louisville uh, after being in Columbus for a little less than a year. Yeah, moved to Louisville for seminary, and then we're there um, for less than a year. And then moved back to Westerville because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to finish seminary, or I, I was planning on finish semin- seminary from a distance. Ended yeah. up doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. And where do you go, by the way? On that hey, thanks. Job. And then I'm working full time, helping out with a church plant, um, and then from there we enter the process of planting a church after I graduate from seminary in 2019 and then we plant the church in 2020. Cool. So that's real Well, hey guys, overview. thanks for listening to the, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> Tune in next month for an episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's go back to, to playing ball. You guys, you're engaged. Yep. I remember we were on a mission trip over in Europe uh, to Muslims. Sorry, to England, not Europe. English, English. Right. Um, Brexit. And this is pre-Brexit, but they were still, there was that sentiment there. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, your your dad started getting really sick. Yeah. Um, and your dad, not, not long after you guys were married. Um, yeah, less than a year. Less than a year. My dad yeah. passed away in, in our first year. Yeah. yeah, March of 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's a huge deal. You get married. Yeah. You're married young. 
and you're responsible for taking care of your dad for the yep. most part. Um, you have a younger sister at this point who's a legal adult, but, you know, still part of the family, all those things. Um, and your mom, all, you know, everyone's, all that stuff's going on, but you're kind of helping take care of the main, your dad's living with you right. at one point um, at, the, toward, at the end of his life. And that's a huge deal. Yeah. What had that kind of shape for you guys? Yeah, so, you. yeah, so you start, like, we just had very, our first year of marriage was rough. Mm-hmm. Not in that we were having arguments or anything like yeah. that. Um, it's just we didn't see a ton of each other yeah. because of the stuff that's going on with my dad. And yeah. so I, I was working in Columbus. Mm-hmm. My dad was in a nursing home. Yeah. Um, my sister was at the apartment. My mom was at her own place. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I had to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I, working in Columbus, is about an hour drive, probably like 50 minutes in the morning. And then on the way back with traffic, it was closer to an hour. And so, like, our day, literally, like, only by the grace of God that mm-hmm. made it through this, but was me waking up around 4.15, mm-hmm. having my own time, breakfast, time in the Word, things like that, and then going to see my dad and being with him from about um, 5.15 or 5.30 up until 6. Mm-hmm. And um, then at 6 o'clock, I would leave the nursing home to drive to work, get there right around 7, and then from 7 until five i'm working and then from five get home around six if there was bad traffic then like six fifteen. yeah yeah and then eat real quick then go see my dad get him dinner um, at the nursing home and then come home danielle and i'd be able to spend an hour or two together mm-hmm. and then go to sleep do it all over again and yeah. so it was just a yeah. ton and it was, it was really hard for first year mm-hmm. and it was it was harder on danielle than it was even on me because yeah. i'm just going all the right. time yeah like i'm not being real introspective, Danielle's like, okay, it's probably going to be three hours, four hours until I see Robert again. And then when I get to see him, it's going to be relatively brief. Yeah. So that was not um, like long-term plan. Mm-hmm. So eventually it was, hey, dad, we're, we're moving closer to where I work mm-hmm. and can't keep making these trips. Um, please, please move in with us. Yeah. And so with all of that, Danielle and I, like the time we got to spend together was good time. Mm-hmm. And you just start to think, is is this particular thing over here that annoys me worth getting upset about? Like we, we only need to spend a certain amount of time together. Yeah. And there's a lot of heavy stuff going on. Yeah. Is it worth having these little arguments over? And so, so that was helpful. Mm-hmm. And then moving to Kentucky, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know anybody down there. Yeah. So the one person when you first move down there that you know is your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize certain things are not worth arguing about. Yeah. <laughs> This little thing over here, like, love covers a multitude of sins. Like, if, That's right. if your spouse wronged you in this way, okay, I, I love you, and I don't need to get mm-hmm. upset about this. I want to be able to be on, uh, I don't want to be in an argument with the one person that I know down here. Right. <laughs> so you just start to realize, hey, certain things aren't worth arguing about. Yeah. And so that, yeah. those two things were really helpful Yeah. Um, just in establishing an atmosphere in our household of, of not arguing mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. We still have arguments, I mean, yeah. that happens. But... By God's grace, we're able to overlook. Do you, this is a, a very side note. Do you guys, as far as marriage and arguments, sometimes Candace and I will like, I'll use the language like, oh, we had a fight or we fought. Like, yeah. we, and what I mean by that, this is where it gets funny, is because you say argument. I should probably use like an argument or we, we had a, like, we were kind of getting into it about something. Because I was like, oh, we had this fight, you know, last night about this thing or whatever. And what I'm meaning is, oh, like, 
she was upset with me and I was upset with her and we talked about it. Right, right. And we, and we like, we're, and we, we didn't resolve it right away so we had to like go several rounds. But like no one, no one yells, no one's like disrespectful, right. no one's being um, uh, like disrespectful or mean or putting each other down. Like none of that's happening. Right. But if you grow up, so that that does not actually capture the language of a fight. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know why I say it. It's just like, oh, yeah, this fight, you know. There's a lot of people who like no they have they know what a fight is when their parents fight or when they yeah. fight with their spouse and it's like a fight, um, things are getting thrown, yelling, all that stuff. So I, people will be like, oh you had a fight? I'm like, oh wait, I really need to change the the language I'm using. Right. So I appreciate it. like you still have arguments, disagreements. Yeah. Talk about those things. Yeah. But you're not fighting. You're not. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. But you didn't say that language. I just wanted to kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. Yeah. It's I, interesting how those things do. When you're, when you're, especially early on in your marriage, when you're, you're faced with a lot of hard things, it does unify you. Yeah. You can see more clearly with that pressure. Yeah, it was helpful. Praise God yeah. for it. Um, I would prefer not to have another year like our first year. Absolutely. Not to say that will never happen, but the Lord's been kind to, since yeah. then, not give us years yeah. as difficult as that one. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys, there's a lot. You guys need a lot. A lot happens those first couple of years. You, you know, your dad lives with you. He passes away. You guys moved to Columbus, and you move, um, not like a year and a half, right, into your marriage. You moved to, to Kentucky for seminary. Yep. yep. Um, and I, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm sometimes jealous that like I didn't get to do that with Candace. We, I shouldn't say get to do that. Like we didn't decide, like we could have done that, but we've just we haven't like moved away and kind of done our own thing. Um, we've had hard things naturally. Everyone does, but right. that's great. I think when when couples can do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we're grateful for it. I mean, yeah. certainly, like, there's benefits to not doing that. Yeah. Like, you guys so, are more rooted in your community than yeah. what we are because we didn't stay in Mount Vernon. Yeah. Could have. Could have. You can come back, It's too. tempting sometimes. You can come back. We love Mount Vernon. Um, Mount Vernon loves you. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so then you're at Southern. Yep. And then you realize, A, you're not Baptist anymore. B, you don't believe in the Bible. Golly. And so you leave. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> at Southern and became over Baptist than yeah. <laughs> what I previously was, and uh, became more rooted on the Word than what I previously was. Praise God. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, so, so Southern was a great experience, man. Yeah. Loved Southern Seminary. Yeah. Um, for all the goofy stuff that happens within the SBC, like very grateful for their flagship seminaries of Southern mm-hmm. Seminary. They've got other good seminaries too. Praise God for that. But I had nothing but a wonderful experience at Southern, and if the Lord were to allow me, I'd love to to go back someday. As a professor, <laughs> they would not have me as a professor. <laughs> I don't have you those never kind know. of credentials. <laughs> <laughs> so you get back here uh, yeah. for family reasons, stuff going on yeah, yeah. with with uh, family, and uh, you get a job. Are you back at Blast One? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they were great. Yeah, um, they and loved- that's. Sorry, but that, this is the same, just chronologically, this is the same time you start thinking about church planting. So we've been thinking about it before then. But, but as far as like, okay, we're back in the area. Yeah. Yeah. We're intentionally back in the area where we would yeah. love to plant a church if the Lord would allow us. Yeah. And that's Westerville. And this is 2016. 16. Yeah. Yep. Summer. Okay. Yep. Last one uh, took me back. They said, yeah, mm-hmm. great to have you back. We've got a, a different role for you and ended yeah. up being a, a better role, which I was yeah. grateful for and yeah. enjoyed it. The people there are wonderful. Um, still have friends there, um, nothing but good things to say, and then um, they were aware as well that yeah. I was doing seminary. I'd from time to time have to take a couple of days off to mm-hmm. go down to Louisville to mm-hmm. do classes, and they were understanding. So yeah. very grateful for all that. Yeah. 
Um, so then this time period between church... Okay, and I want to rewind for a second because church planting is a huge part of both of our story yeah, at this yeah. point. And I had shared in mind that like I had not desired, to, I did not want a church plant. Not that I was opposed to it, I just didn't right. really desire to do that. Um, and it was very opposite for you. You had wanted to do that almost from when you begin to feel like a call to ministry yeah. or a desire for ministry, I should say. Right. Um, so you at this point, you had been working toward church planting I don't know, how many years? This is 2016 you're yeah, talking about? So uh, probably two, two years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I started yeah. to feel like a pull toward ministry in 2013 and oh. felt more like it was going to be church planting pretty soon after that, yeah. so maybe 2013, 2014, so yeah. two to three years by then. And this this is matters later on in the story as well. Um, but so you're two years in, you have a desire to church plant, you're, you're in seminary, you're back in the area, general area, you want a church plant. Yeah. And you begin to get connected with a church um, to attend and faithfully serve and all those things. Um, and then what's the next step from there? Because you're working at Blast One, you're, li- you're doing life here, right. but your goal is, I want to plant a church. Yeah. What's the next, what happens after that? Yeah, so we helped plant um, a church. It, yeah. I mean, it was a campus, mm-hmm. so it, it was different than church planting. Just mm-hmm. put that out there. Um, it was kind of like relocating a, a good chunk of the congregation yeah. to a more to a closer spot. But it was still there's still a lot of church planting things that you learn in that. Mm-hmm. How do you set up systems? How do you try to help people understand um, who you are and when they first yeah. come to to see your your church? So things like that very helpful. They yeah. allowed me to preach. Very grateful yeah. for that. Um, to get reps in doing that mm-hmm. kind of thing to lead ministries. So really grateful for the time there. It was helpful. Um, and so from there, um, the the way that they did church planting, and this isn't the direction for me to go. No, I'm just, I'm just stop me. I'm just saying this is the like one of the meta narratives of, of your twenties is church planting. Yeah, and and that's like kind of the arc we're gonna follow. Right. You can fill in. I mean, at this point, um, just you can fill in other parts of your life. You can color in the lines if you want. Okay. Okay. But so before we get to that church, yeah. we went on that trip to Australia, New Zealand, which was amazing. Um, that's 2016. By the way, Pete, Pete Lewis, Peter Lewis. If you're listening, um, please email me. I've been trying to get a hold of you for months. Peter Lewis, I miss you. I'm not on socials. I want to talk you to you. You can CC me on that email. Yeah. Or you can put. I don't me know how else to tell you this. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, if you're listening, you reach out for Pete. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, that was a great trip, and yes. then we come back. So I got to point that out because yeah. that was easily one of the highlights of. That okay. time period. So that's why I say that. Not to even yeah. go down that road, but just say, mm-hmm. i got to give it some airtime. Yes. Um, so now we're helping with this church, this church plant. Yeah. And we're, we're doing that, learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they plant churches, because I let them know, hey, we really want to plant church someday. Yeah. Great. We, we'll train you. The way that they plant churches is only campuses. Yeah. And so there, we had to eventually find another church to do a uh, pastoral internship with the way the SBC does it is if you want to plant a church you've got to do some type of like church planting internship the only way that the church that we were at does it is if you're planting a campus we did not feel called to plant a campus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had several conversations um, about yeah. that with them which I was grateful for but just ended up being hey yeah. we don't feel called to plant a campus and so they connected us kindly with another mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. they we did a and that, this is our sending church Summit Baptist now yeah they connect us with them we do church planting internship there, and then in October of 2020 is when they officially sent us out yeah. and commissioned us, which was wonderful. Yeah. So, so let's just finish this this 
narrative of the church planting part. Yeah. I feel like you keep like having this direction where you're trying to lead me yeah. and I go a different direction. No. And you like kindly well, bring I us back to where you're like, trying to go. <laughs> I kind of have like an idea, but because, yeah, we're, we're, we're sharing mostly like the church plant narrative here and that's yeah, good. Keep going, keep going. And so we're going to finish that out. Um, so you guys launch from Summit. Um, give me the date you just said again. October 2020. 2020. So, praise God, almost two years. Yeah. And you guys have been working hard. The Lord has blessed. You're seeing lots of spiritual growth, numerical growth. Like, praise God for all those things. You finally go on staff full-time. Yeah. You're able to leave your job. Yeah. Um, that manpower now. Manpower. Um, and you're able to go full-time. Yeah. Praise God. And so this is something, this is what I was alluding to a few minutes ago. You, 2013, begin the desire um, for ministry. You begin seminary in 2016, you know, uh, just years later, faithfully working. And you've worked bivocational for, yeah. for several years. Yeah. But to see, like, the, the patience and the endurance and the, I wouldn't say it hasn't been long-suffering, but just the patience and the willingness yeah. to, to, to work hard. I think a lot of people miss that. They think, oh, I, I want it now. And so they'll take a lesser thing yeah, so they can have it now rather than uh, work for the hard thing. So Yeah, and, and praise God for that. I mean, I remember times where I was, like, just coming before the Lord, yeah, just frustrated. Yeah. Just... God, I, I just want to give the best hours of my day mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And you haven't opened that door, and I don't know why. Yeah. And I am asking that you would, and I would really love it if that were to be sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord had me had me wait nine years mm-hmm. before. It was, it was nearly nine years because it was August of 2013 is when I started to feel mm-hmm. like a call, a pull toward vocational ministry. Now, when the call came, did you answer it? <laughs> Thanks for that cheesy question. <laughs> and well, then it was it was March, yeah. the end of March. So yeah. it was like March 29th of 2022 yeah. that I officially went full-time. Yeah. So just That's shy wonderful. of nine years. Yeah. Uh, we're going to digress for just a, a hot second here. Will you talk about the call for a minute? Because I think there's so much there's so much misunderstood about this whole language of call to ministry. Yeah, God's good. calling on my life. The call. What was that for you? We, you know. Yeah. You used language felt called, which I think is probably accurate. What was that? Yeah, so, yeah, good good clarification. Um, so when you hear people say that, it's like a, a strong inward pull toward mm-hmm. a particular thing. And so people, mm-hmm. Christians, will use that as the trump card. Well, call, God called me to do this. Yeah, so, right. therefore, you telling me I shouldn't, like, I don't really care what you have to say. Yeah, God called me. Which is <laughs> not um, biblical. It's not God-honoring. Mm-hmm. Um so when I say call, I'm referring to a strong inward um, pull yeah. toward vocational ministry. Yeah. And I didn't tell my pastors probably for three months. And so, and then the desire only got stronger <clears throat> over those three months. And then I told them, and then there was an outward affirmation. So yeah. there's this inward affirmation, like, Lord, the desire yeah, is the, this desire yeah. what I think it is? Things are changing. I'm not sure why I desire this mm-hmm, now, but mm-hmm. you seem to put that desire there. Um, and then I brought it before my pastors and said, hey, mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord's leading me this direction. Do you affirm that? Is that something that you'd say you see as well? Or is that mm-hmm. something that you'd say, no, that 
at least not right now. Yeah. And all three, by God's grace, affirmed it, and they began to give me opportunities to serve in different capacities in the church yeah. to in a teaching role. Yeah. So Lord was kind to do that, but mm-hmm. never hear somebody say call, if, if it's a call toward vocational ministry, really probably call towards most things. Mm-hmm. There should be an inward desire an inward yeah. like pull toward that particular mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. and an outward affirmation That's from right. others who yeah. are spiritually just as if not spiritually more mature than you yeah to yeah. be able to say yes brother that is i, I do right. see that in your life or yeah. maybe you just ate something funny and you yeah. feel you feel yeah. a certain way yeah so. it has to capture your heart yeah for it to for you, i think for you to be called to something that's the first part like you have to desire and long for and like want those things so whether it's vocational ministry or man i want to be a a mom or if you're a lady (laughs) um i mean i guess it's 2022 you know clarification um, yeah you know like god called genuinely calls all of his people yeah ephesians says he's prepared good works for us to do Mm -hmm. and so that is a broad sense like he has prepared all these things for us but he's prepared specific things because we live specific intentional embodied lives right and so there has to be the desire for the thing and then just to echo exactly what you're saying which a lot of people miss there has to be the affirmation yeah Um, ideally from your pastors yeah those who are shepherding especially if it's vocational ministry yeah for sure yeah and i think the other thing that you people forget or they don't know um like, we don't see anywhere in the New Testament where anyone affirmed their own calling. Yeah. We don't see any church... Even Paul ...establishing. Waited. Yeah. And then went and was affirmed later yeah. on. You see that in Acts. Well, it, yes. And he was affirmed by Christ. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, you know, just this idea of, like, there is... Um, you're just submitting yourself to... To that, so it's good. So anyway, that's a little caveat there. Yeah. Well, I, I also want to add ahead. that. Yeah, jump in on felt that. Felt called toward it's your story <laughs> toward right vocational ministry went. and wanted to to plant a church, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't know for sure that church planting was a thing. Yeah, I was more convinced of pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. So there was a time Which is very different. Than yeah, where planting. where I would have preferred to have where I would have, <laughs> it, it, there's a ton of differences. Well, there is, but there's a lot of yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> anyway, there's a time where I would have preferred to have done like a revitalization. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, and even even now there are yeah. parts of revitalization that sound really appealing I because know. the beautiful thing about church plants is that you can make decisions quickly. Yeah, the disgusting thing about church plants is that people expect you to make decisions quickly, or and, or you make decisions quickly. Yeah, right, exactly. And <laughs> so if someone's like, upset hey, about what something, about it's it's hey, yeah. you can change this tomorrow. Yeah, um, or you change you change something and someone's upset about it. Yeah, and yeah, so there. Pros yeah. and cons to both, yeah. but I yeah. didn't know for sure that yeah. church planting was the thing. The Lord just opened that door as time went on. Yeah. I pursued that and also applied to various different churches mm-hmm. that I felt like needed revitalization. And I did not get mm-hmm. um, interviews, did not get jobs for yeah. these other places because I just didn't have pastoral experience. And they yeah. wanted somebody with pastoral experience who wasn't in their 20s. Yeah. And I get that. Um, You're going to reapply today for those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, but the Lord did continue to open up the door mm-hmm. for church planting. Yeah, yeah. And praise God for that, and he continues to, yeah. to build his church. He does. Yeah, so jumping back now, kind of a little okay. bit of whiplash here. Um, how, how long are we going? No, we're going to wrap here a little bit. Oh, we're good. We're at like 40-some minutes. Oh, okay. That's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, so so then you, you know, you're back here. 
you're um, you're in the sending like you're you're back from Louisville, and you're like, what's going on in your life? Like, you're kind of in this limbo of you're taking classes. At this point, you're you're, you're taking one or two classes a term. Yep. Just kind of you're extending out the time, and you're just working. Anything significant happened in, the, in these years? <laughs> I mean, we we had a baby. Oh, okay, there okay. You go. Uh, yeah. So we had Finley, and and yes. this like coming back. Yeah. Was probably one of the more difficult times spiritually. Hmm. Just because I that. I knew coming back, I did not want to just be at Blast One who brought me back for six months yeah. and be like, "Hey, peace out." Like now we're doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I knew coming back that I was not anywhere close to being done with seminary. Yeah. And I yeah. also knew that I couldn't entertain even leaving Blast One for a ministry job should one pop up at least for a couple of years. Because? Because I, I wanted to, to be there for yeah. more than a few months. Yeah. Um, I told them that um, I probably wouldn't be there long. Yeah. And they understood. But I wanted it to be... Gotcha. More than just a few months. So you're you're just kind of, you're kind of, you weren't like hey we're back this is this is exciting it was more yeah it was, it was kind of like okay time. I'm glad that I have a job that can provide for my family yeah yeah um but I like any idea of a church knocking and saying we would love for you to take this ministry position was basically like I didn't I couldn't entertain it at least mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't yeah. of course if the Lord made it very clear yeah. how to do yeah. it would have done it but um, barring that and that did not happen so. Barring that happening, I wasn't going to go out pursuing yeah. ministry jobs. So everything, I don't want to say career-wise, but like professionally for you, is kind of on hold. Yeah. You feel yeah. like, yeah. And so, um, come back 2016, we have Finley 2018. Yeah. And uh, that was that was great. Um, February 24th, yeah. 2018. That changed things big time, obviously. Yeah. But... People people ask what was the toughest going from zero to one, one to two, two to three. Going from zero to one, yeah, easily sure. the hardest, yeah, because your life just totally changes. Now, yeah, yeah. Um, only having like one child sounds like a cakewalk. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're gonna appreciate this. We were we were somewhere. So when you have multiple kids, like you're just used to multiple kids. You're just you're you don't get any downtime. Yeah, at all, it's, unless you're working or they're asleep. Yeah. Which at that point you should probably be asleep too. Yeah, <laughs> but we were talking to someone and they have they have one kid and the kid's like a year or a year and a half, and they're just like, oh my gosh, like I'll come over. I have one kid. Like I'll come over and watch your kids. Like I'll let, I'll give you a break or whatever. And I remember thinking the same thing when we had one kid. We had friends who had like multiple kids. And you're like, how do they do that? Like we have one and they have four times this. Yeah, we should go help them out. You know, well when you have the multiple kids, you one you've gotten used to it. Yeah. Your muscles for that are, are much stronger. You're better for that. Right. You're prepared. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. And it's like, it's and it's not exponential either. Right. Like, each kid isn't the same value as far as how much it takes from you. Right. Right. So it's just, it's, but when you have your first kid, you don't know that. Yeah. You just think, oh my gosh, this is insane. Yeah. And there are people out there with two and three in nine kids. There's someone in our congregation with 14. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're amazing. Yeah. People. They all 14 kids don't count. They're grown. And, but yeah, I mean. So, so the point being like your first one is your hardest. Yeah. You have to like, okay, I'm sure there's some exception out there to the rule, but like 
I don't know it. I'm, I mean, it's just the hardest one. And so if you if you only have one kid, if you started out, you're having your first your first kid, like you just hang in there. Yeah. Like we've all been there. Seriously, well, though, you're thinking, like, hang you're thinking, in there. I don't think I can have any more kids. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that conversation with Candace. She's like, I just don't know if I can have any more kids. And you're like, well, let's just wait and see. And there's always like the cliche caveat, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding though. Like I I know this is gonna sound cliche, but there is you would trade. I know there is not a thing. <laughs> That could make me like want to go back and not have kids. Oh yeah, like nothing. I I right. genuinely my life is I can't even put a percentage on it. Like exponentially better. <laughs> yeah, because Absolutely. of my kids. Yeah, and and that's just the Lord's kindness. Like yeah. I I'm, I don't want to say that in an idolizing way of, of kids or anything like that. But yeah. I love being around my kids. Yes, yes. I love them. They are yeah. fun. They're difficult, but yeah. my goodness, like. That is all so worth it. And yeah. Danielle and I crack up at the things that oh, yeah. they say and do. And we look back on, on pictures we've taken and like, I'm not a, an emotional guy. Yeah. I, Danielle and I joke that I'm emotionally stunted. <laughs> and so, but There's I look back at these pictures <laughs> and man, like it, Gets it's tear jerking. Yeah. And I, the amount of emotion and love yeah. that I have them is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. If we didn't have kids, we could travel more or, but man, that all seems so minimal. Compared to, I know, like, like we had an amazing trip to New Zealand and Australia, and I would love to go back. Yeah, but man, if you're telling me I could go visit every place in the world, yeah, yeah, and not have my kids, like that doesn't even take me a, a millisecond. No, there's, no, there's, no, there's not even a question there, right? <laughs> this is, yeah, like no, no. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather stay in the same town the rest of my life. Yeah, and have my kids. Like yeah. they are. They are amazing. Yes. And I think, and I would agree with you, I think part of what is helpful, this is a little bit tangent, but it's not because we're parents, is when you are intentionally parenting. Yeah. Even though it's hard. The kids, man, they're rough. They don't stop. Like, but when you, when you're, it's, it's like a lot of different things, but when you're intentional, like I'm pouring into this. My job today, the most important thing I can do today is parent my children well yeah whether that's the mom who's going to be with them for 18 hours or 20 hours <laughs> if you're a real rough day <laughs> or if that's the dad who may, maybe you're only gonna get four hours or an hour yeah, yeah. or maybe you'll get eight hours with your kid but the most important thing you're going to do is you're going to parent your children intentionally proactively thinking about it you're you, you know this is a job like you're you're after it yeah that makes it so much more enjoyable yeah because when you're as a parent always re- always responding, always on the defense. I'm just responding to everything, right? Yeah. Then it just wears you out. Yeah, for sure. But when you're responding, knowing that you're, what you're responding with is intentionality. So you're really on the defense then. You're intentional, and this makes it sound like it's a war or something with yeah, your right. kids. But like, it's, it makes, I, I just really believe it makes parenting so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Because you know you're going somewhere right. with your kids. You see them maturing. You see them growing. Like, it is so much more exciting and like you're saying, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, you wouldn't change any of it, really. Yeah. And you can just enjoy your kids. The, the funny thing is, too, just enjoy, that like, with all the frustrations, the ages, yeah. yeah, with all the frustrations that I have with society and culture and yeah. the directions that are going, I know that the intentional time that I'm taking of being with my kids, mm-hmm. of discipling my kids, and trying to form in them a Christian worldview. Yeah is the greatest long-term impact I can yeah. make yep. on changing the culture. That's right. Is by raising up godly yeah. boys and girls. Yeah. Like, hey, we 
we need more godly people right. to change society to to bring about mm-hmm. um the type of gospel change that we want to see yeah we need more godly men and women who are proclaiming the gospel yeah. boldly without fear or favor of man I'm, I'm i'm gonna raise yeah. up lord willing at least a few of them yeah and well I didn't know you guys were having more, but apparently you're having more kids. That, you're I don't know. That. But um, yeah. it also sounds like you're, you're post-millennial now, so that's great. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but seriously, like, all Christians are called to engage with yes. the culture, and we yeah. want to see change. Man, yeah. If you are at all frustrated with the way oh, society yeah. is, one of the biggest cause, cause yeah. things you can do is invest in your kids. Because yeah. here's the thing. Lord willing, yeah. if Let's... our kids become believers, mm-hmm. then, and that's in the hands of the Lord, but... Then what they're going to do yeah. is then shape their kids mm-hmm. in that direction, mm-hmm. and if their kids become believers, yeah. then listen, you've got yeah. generations, generations and generations yeah. of gospel proclaiming mm-hmm. individuals who are living in a way that magnifies the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That goes That's beyond right. your twenty, thirty, eighty, ninety years of life, whatever the Lord gives you. Yeah, yeah. just continue that legacy goes on. It is the greatest investment you could ever make. Yeah, G- genuinely. Like, well, I mean, we, we should we should also say like lumped in just family in general like yeah. we're not saying pursue your kids and forget about your spouse because right, i right, right. Well, i have i've yeah. seen that um in, in some cases well, i live that yeah and so i i would say yeah. you pursuing your spouse Danielle is one of the best ways yeah, it's one of the best ways that you can show your yeah. kids what it looks like well that's be. what i was gonna say is the best thing you can do for your kids is prioritize your spouse yeah. over them. <laughs> yes. Show them that the world doesn't revolve around them. Yeah. Well, and that, like, they're genuinely, like, your relationship with your with your spouse is more important. Not You're not neglecting anyone. Like, there should be no neglecting. <laughs> like, I'm going to spend 20 hours on the weekend with the mom and neglect the kids. Like, no one's saying that. But you, you have to prioritize that relationship. And then I know we're getting off because... This has become parenting hour. I know, right? <laughs> but it is, like, it is important to remember... Um, well, like you're saying, it's it's an investment. So many people think, oh, we got to go vote. You should vote. People think we got to go do that. You know, we got to raise funds. We got to campaign, whatever. You really want to make an impact? Be obedient to Christ. Yeah. Trust the results to Him. Yeah. And and raise your children to love the Lord, fear right. the Lord as best you can, and trust their salvation to Him. Um. I had something else to say, but anyway. So you had a kid. Had a kid. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. She does a huge part, and so yeah, is worthy of that. That so amount a kid. of time. Then you had another kid. In twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. Lennon. Lennon. So in between those is when the church plant started. Um, in between Finley and Lennon, you guys moved. Yeah. You bought a your second your first like standalone house. Yeah. Your second right. house, but we owned a condo. Yeah. Before, yeah. When Finley was born. Yeah. And I missed that condo. Had more space. Mm. Cost less. Um, <laughs> seems like values way up now. Yeah, values way up. Could have sold it for a lot more, but um, we wanted to be closer into Westerville if we were going to plant there. And so the Lord yeah, pr- provided yeah. the p- a great place. Yeah, very grateful where we are. Yeah, and um, yeah, we had Lennon Weir in second place. Yeah, and by God's grace, we got Ezra still in that second place. There you go, Ezra. Um, okay, so briefly, well, it's hard. We can do it whatever yeah, we want. Whatever we want. So producer telling us that we got to wrap it that's up. That's right. That's right. Um, Give me your, your top highlights in your twenties. Yeah. Okay. So, so got married, kids, um, church plant, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand trip. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. The, was I? I was not in my twenties when we went to Europe. No. Wow, that's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, that's that should be right. Yeah, we've done some good traveling together. We man. have. I've tra- I think I've told you this outside of uh, Candace. 
International travel. Okay. I've traveled to more places with you than anyone else. Even your parents. Yeah. Because you used to do a lot of mission trips with them. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll wear that with the badge of honor. Yeah. And then, well, it'd be you and Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. There you go. Hopefully, great, there's more to come. I have, I pray. Once this podcast is. takes off. Yeah. And the money starts After today's episode, in, of it course, should. Naturally. <laughs> okay. Um, so then give me, um, give me a couple of like uh, regrets. We'll, we'll go with that one. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish I would have. Yeah. Good question. I wish I would have stayed in the condo a little longer. <laughs> uh, Could have done better with that. Um, I wish I was more financially savvy. Like okay. the Lord, the Lord's been kind. Like we're we're doing fine financially. Yeah. But this is like this is how I beat myself up, man. <laughs> I see stocks that are doing well or something, like that, and I'm not stock guy. Like yeah. I, you're not their day trading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a Robinhood account, and yeah. there's like no activity on it. So, <laughs> and so, like I, I see some when I do hop on. Yeah. I'll look at some stocks. I'll be like, man, if I would invested in that. And, <laughs> 2016 my goodness yeah. <laughs> like, or even like the yeah. crypto stuff yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you some dude puts 100 bucks in becomes a millionaire over, it's like what the heck like how do i miss all of these yes. opportunities i'm such an I'm sitting, idiot yeah now i'm sitting here thinking like man it'd be so nice to to be able to do such as <laughs> i know but all that to say um i wish i was just more financially savvy yeah um i'm trying to think what else regret Does anything come to mind for you? Like I thought Rob was gonna say this. <laughs> you're welcome to help me. Yeah, I have quite the list, actually. Yeah, exactly, Rob. I thought for sure you were gonna I say these six things. Multiple pages here. <laughs> I can't think of six things. I can't think of Rob I mean, well like, done. I, I could just say well I, done. I don't I, know what else to say. Like, no, I mean I mean I've made plenty of mistakes. I have a list for sure. of regrets. Yeah, I I've plenty of mistakes. I I would have loved to have been able to stay in Louisville longer. Yeah. We love Louisville. Yeah, it's like, cool city. This fall we would love to take uh, just a, a couple nights and just go back to Louisville and just enjoy yeah. walk around the campus have like go to our favorite spots like that yeah. would be yeah. that's something that's actually on my list of fall activities I would love for us to do you have a list that's exciting this is the first year I have oh, a list way to go but dude like I, Finley's now four yeah. four and a half and Lennon's so like Finley especially is really into these experiences. Like she's been going fishing with me, yeah. which I love. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, this would be so fun to take Finley here to do yeah. this, to do that. like, she's and I get to this. enjoy those things all over again, and I get to see her enjoy yeah. those things, yeah. which increases my enjoyment, enjoyment. of yeah. those things. Again, back to the thing: kids increase, yeah, the joy of your life. Yeah, and so I like, yeah, like literally yesterday we were in yeah. at Home Depot, and Finley. Um, pointed out grandma's cookies. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. And she's like, Dad, are these good? I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, Finley, when daddy was a boy, yeah. daddy loved these. <laughs> and I tried to convince her to get them because yeah. I probably haven't had a grandma's cookie yeah. since high school. And you didn't get one? No. Why not? I couldn't. I just, I'm stingy when it comes to okay. spending stuff that I don't need to spend on, on certain things. Other things, I'm just like, take my money. You're convincing her to get one. Well, she wanted to get she wanted to get a piece of candy. Oh, and she was okay. asking what candy. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. She ended up going with Skittles, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. But I really wanted her to get grandma's yeah. cookies. Anyways, yeah, makes you enjoy yes. things all over again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with you that. You were saying you, you wish you would have stayed in Louisville, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it would it would have been great to yeah. have been in that atmosphere yeah. more mm-hmm. for more time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and maybe. 
the Lord just preserved, allowed us to be there as long as we were so that we didn't have any negative experiences. Yeah, you know, and you don't know. We only yeah. had good experiences. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people who would say, yeah, I spent four years there and oh, yeah. I, I would I yeah. would not recommend anybody. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Those stories are for sure out there. We had a great experience. Yeah. I would have loved to have stayed longer. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Um, heading into your 30s, you're in your 30s now. What are a couple things that you want to, um, skills you want to develop? What you think I want to be more handy. Okay. So we're doing we're doing project on our house. Yeah. Putting on like a, a sunroom, which is cool. We're excited yeah. about that. Um, I'm helping out or uh, helping out. I'm doing like shiplap. Mm-hmm. in our one wall which is fun i enjoy mm-hmm. that yeah but it's a wall that we had to put a sliding door on yeah and i could not do that i had no idea and yeah. so danielle's dad and brother came over and basically took care of it and yeah. i kept saying they did 98 percent of it 92 yeah. percent because i picked things up and then i handed them the tools that they needed hey you need that yeah exactly yeah so i had my two percent yeah <laughs> and but I'm like, man, I want to be more handy. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable to, to work with your hands, mm-hmm. especially when my typical time throughout the day is not working with my hands. So it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to do that. Um, I also just want to read more. Yeah. I, yeah. I, by God's grace, I get to read a lot and I yeah. really do enjoy it. But there's when you read more, you realize there are more things that you want to read because mm-hmm. books allude to other books or yeah. people allude to other things. Oh, you read that? Oh, there's another similar thing. You know, yeah. And, and so there's a ton of books that I want to read. Um, yeah. And so I want to read more, want to be more handy. Um, love to travel with the kids more. Yeah. Like, we're going on vacation here in yeah. a few weeks, which yeah. I'm very excited about. Yeah. But I'm stoked because Finley, like, really knows, she knows where we're going. She remembers it from last year. She loved it last year. Yeah. And she um, is looking forward to, to going and going there again. Whereas this might be the first year that Lennon remembers it. Yeah. She might not even remember it. Yeah. Um, I mean, she'll be two. Mm-hmm. And so all that to say, um, when kids can remember stuff, yeah, I want to do more experiences with them. Yeah. And so I want to travel more. I want to do this other stuff. And assuming we can afford it. So yeah. back yeah. to me being financially, financially savvy. savvy. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Yeah. That's exciting. I like it. Well, yeah. we'll come back in 10 years, Lord willing, and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this has been a life recap of Robert Kane. I um, hope you've enjoyed this audio autobiography this is audio production by <laughs> civil theology. theology yeah anything else you you want to throw in there about your 20s they were great yeah i have, I, a, ba- I have a pretty bad memory so <laughs> was i 20 yeah well, i'm trying i'm i know as soon as we're done recording here i'm gonna think of other things i wish i would have yeah. said but the lord's been immensely kind um psalm 16 yeah. talks about how um like the the lines have fallen in beautiful places mm-hmm. and and the lord has just allowed my life yeah. to be something that I'm immensely grateful for. Yeah. I have yeah. far more than what I deserve. Yeah. The Lord has been more than gracious mm-hmm. to me, yeah. um, has allowed me to see victory over sin struggles, yeah. continues to allow me to um, grow in holiness and sanctification, allows me to... Yeah. I think about what I knew of the Lord t- 10 years ago mm. and what He has revealed to me in the last 10 years through yeah. His Word, yeah. not through visions or dreams or <laughs> feeling strong feelings, people. <laughs> uh, but through looking at his word in the, way that, in the way that he has revealed himself but man I am so grateful yeah. for it and I am prayerful that the Lord would yeah. give me many more years yeah. to be able to enjoy him more to, to grow in holiness to help mm-hmm. my kids do the same to help Danielle do the same and yeah. we're willing to help others do yeah. the same so very very grateful for my 20s and what the Lord did yeah 
Well, I would echo that, having been just blessed to be able to walk, th- know you for the last 10 years and yeah. go through your 20s with you. Um, I think we, it was probably around here, you know, probably 19 or 20 when we started meeting up. Yeah. Met up once a week, yep. using it the NAS. And, yeah. Um, started just kind of talking about our sin struggles, talking about reading the Bible and our faith. And that was, that was the first cons- um, consistent relationship for me that wasn't just like hangout time it was like serious like we we had fun but yeah we were serious about being in the word about praying about where we're where we're what we were reading and how we were growing in our faith so i'm very grateful and blessed to have known you rob and again lord willing 10 more years yeah. i don't know if we'll still be doing the podcast in 10 years yeah maybe, we'll see maybe it's been, i didn't think it'd I go four it, and a half years I know. so lord, when when i did lord mine at the end of the session you reprimanded me, and you said, "Well, you the one thing you didn't list as a highlight, which I will list if I allowed to, if I live to be thirty, is the podcast. We started a podcast in our twenties, and did you not. didn't. I and didn't. Um, I feel pretty vindicated at this point, you which I you preached should. about vindication on Sunday. So I feel <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> a new topical sermon series yeah. that you're going through: <laughs> vengeance and vindication. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So this has been a fun. It has been fun. It's it's great. One of the things I love about this is a random, but about doing membership is you hear people's testimony. Yeah. And what I love about hearing uh, people's testimonies is you're just reminded of the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. You're just reminded of the Lord's grace and His mercy and how every one of us, dead in our sin, the Lord, make, the Lord makes us alive, brings us to life. Um, and it's so good. And so just looking back over your life, just seeing the goodness of the Lord yeah. and being able to, to see those things firsthand. So, all right. Well, listeners, um, if you have anything you want to share have any questions you want to know more about us go over to simpletheology.org and you can find out all the information you want to find out everything you need there you so go so thanks, right thanks for and, listening and typically episodes aren't this much banter yeah this, uh, is, this, this is a special this was a one-off but this is a one-off yeah uh, lord willing we yeah. will be back at it um, with around two episodes a month mm-hmm. in September yeah so there you go we'll see you then peace, peace. out peace